Okay. Hey, Jen, how are you? Hey, Hope. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Doing well. Hey, everybody. It's Dr. Seidel. I'm out on my porch for this one, this beautiful podcast to talk to a totally different kind of mentor for everyone today to get some perspective out of academics, out of fear, out of pain, out of worry, out of nutrition, just in our mind. And uh, Jennifer Fisher is the really the um, most perfect person to talk us through both mindfulness and yoga. She's the co-founder of the Little Guru Kids and Yoga and Creative Arts Studio, and and it's in Raleigh, right, Jen? Yeah, we're in Raleigh. Address is in Raleigh. And so we're going to talk a little bit about mindfulness, about the way to think about what's happening to us in a completely different way. And Jen, I was hoping you'd start in the beginning to just talk about kind of what you do and what your philosophy is around handling this time for our families in my office. And then we're going to do some stuff together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I like to share, you know, I, I started teaching kids yoga. I have two teenagers and when they were three and five, I started, um, I did my training and started teaching kids yoga and it was very much, um, still looked upon, like it wasn't something that was like accepted in the greater community. Whereas now we're seeing studies and we're understanding how important mindfulness is. We've seen it and we see more of it in schools and we understand that kids can, you know, they have so much stress in their lives and they test better and all of these kinds of things. So now I'm in this place where I actually am brought into schools to talk to teachers about different ways that they can use these techniques in the classroom and also help parents um, understand how to use them. And I think the most important thing is that you don't have to be a Zen master sitting on top of a mountain meditating, right? So these are all like really practical things that everybody can use and they can help their kids. You know, I think every person growing up at one point was told to take a deep breath yeah. and we may not even understand why, right? But now that we know the mechanics of breathing and how taking a deep breath helps stimulate our rest and digest rather than our fight and flight, you know, so when we get into those places of fear and the unknown where we kind of are in a, a lot of times right now and what's going on in the world, our breath is one of our greatest tools that we have. I so that. I like to kind of share that with everybody, but yeah, we can start, um, if you'd like with the singing bowl and the way that I like to kind of show everybody how this practice is for everyone is, you know, are you talking to yourself in your head right now? Yes. Yes. And so am I. As I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself in my head, right? We're constantly chattering in our head. And, you know, about 90% of that's probably reruns. It's like, you know, playing the same things over and over and over again. So we like to try to find ways to give ourselves a break, right? Like toss the monkey a banana, give your, give your mind a break. Yeah. So I have happened to have a singing bowl. It isn't necessary, but I just wanted to do this practice with you and for your families, because I think it's really important to feel something in your own body before you share it with someone else, right? Because it only makes sense if it makes sense to you. So what should my parents do if they're about to listen to this and maybe in their car or whatever, so it may not work, but in okay. a situation, if they want to listen to this later, where should they be? Right. Do they have to stop? What do they need to do? What, what I really like is for, for you to just find a nice, comfortable seat, find your nice, tall spine. You know, we tend to be slumped over on our phones and our computers and all of that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's very grounding if you can to have your feet on the ground, but it's okay if you're sitting on the ground and you're feeling, you know, your sits bones on the ground. But to just 
feel the ground beneath you. We hear this term get grounded so much in the world. And what that really means is I like to think about um, like Medusa with all the snakes, all of our energy is going out so many different ways. And to get grounded means to bring that energy back in to take care of yourself for a moment, right? Because we, we tend to be so many different places. So yeah, find a nice comfortable seat. And the way that I like to do this with kids and with adults is I want you to close your eyes and the only thing that you have to do is just listen to the sound of the bowl. Pretty simple, right? This is the only thing that you have to do. So there's gonna be other stuff going on around you, but the practice is to focus on the sound. So go ahead and get comfortable. Take a deep breath in through your nose and let it go out through your mouth. And I'm gonna ring the bowl three times. And so just close your eyes and when you no longer hear the bowl, you can open up your eyes. So here we go. So how do you feel after just 10 seconds of just listening to that sound? For me, just focusing on it, it's a sound that I don't hear all the time. So it was a, I don't know, felt a little bit of a different sound in my head. And then I was trying to figure out when it was going to end and if you were going to do it again. So I was focused just on that. Exactly. So that means you need to do a couple more rounds, right? <laughs> it's not a simple thing to stop the chatter, right? I'm so special. We, 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 we all are that way. But, you know, and like we were talking about earlier, so for some of us, when we need to calm, it's good to focus on sound. Like some of us just, some people can just listen to music. And again, when I talk about music and listening to sound, it's always very important what the words are in music because that sets a whole, you know, another tone to what's happening in the way that you're feeling. Um, and, but some people are more visual. So maybe, you know, um, I have what we use at Little Guru, which is a breathing ball. And some of the parents might even have these at home. You know, you can buy them online. And it isn't necessary to have one, but something that expands and contracts. So the way that I'll use the breathing ball, and we'll do it um, just as adults. And then I'll show you and I'll talk to the parents about how I use it with kids. So what I like to do with adults is, you know, maybe you just pick one color that you focus on, or maybe you just look at the, you know, all of the colors at one time. But what we're going to do is we're going to fill up the inhalation as much as the ball until it's at the full capacity. And then we're going to exhale as it closes. So go ahead and take a clearing breath in through your nose and let it go out through your mouth and just focus upon the ball. I'm going to put it right in front of the camera. And we're going to inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. One more time, inhale, exhale. And then just see how you feel after taking three deep breaths. Do you feel any change? 
I love watching the visual. I didn't realize I was a visual person. But Isn't it interesting? Yeah. So, so there may have been some listeners who the singing bowl, they were like, wow. And then there may be some that this work and there may be some that are like, okay, neither of those work. So what else is there? So my other recommendation, and by the way, if you don't have the ball, um, I did a post on Instagram where I was telling kids to use their imaginary balls. You could even maybe show them what it looks like and then the, let them create the colors in their mind of what the ball is going to be. So they kind of have that idea. Um, you could come up with, you know, anything, even a rubber band, something just to expand. The other thing, because we have so many, you know, with touch, most, most of us maybe will have some beads at home or a necklace or something along those lines. This is just a bracelet that I have, but so many kids, you know, you could even make a um, macaroni necklace or something like that. But what we like to use them for is for breathing. So I would say younger kids could maybe do five beads or five beans or whatever it is you have in your house. Older kids could do up to 10. And then what you would do is put them on a string. You could tie maybe like a knot in between each one so they're not necessarily right next to each other and call them their breathing beads or you know whatever it is that you're using and have them put a finger on a bead, take an inhale and an exhale, and then go to the next one. So we use these in our last summer and all of our summer camps. We Each day we would put another breathing bead on. And if there were days that we would forget to do the breathing beads, the kids would be like, wait a second, we need to do our breathing. They really, really, love it and they love having a little craft that they can do that's also that's my favorite part i love the craft part too you know something that they need and again you could make it with so many things that you have at home get creative they'll come up with things that they yeah. could do and then when should okay so this sounds like an elementary question but for some people that don't do any of this you know like when should they do that just when they're stressed should they start their day off should they practice doing this when they're not having a moment like when yeah Steve, like a plan. Tell me what the black and white plan is. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes it's overwhelming when people are like, okay, this day at 10 o'clock, I'm going to sit and take deep breaths. I personally do it as needed. Like I don't, I'm not like the person that gets up and has a meditation practice and I'm very regimented because I'm kind of more fly that's, you know, by the seat of my pants type of person. But you know, if you're, if you're, if you're starting a practice, I think a really beautiful one is to start in the morning with your family, with setting an intention for your household. You know, maybe if there's something where we need to be kinder today, we need to be cleaner today, <laughs> more helpful today, um, more loving, you know, maybe it's that you're all going to write a card to a relative or something, you know, just come up with some kind of intention. And then I, I think it's really important to practice gratitude during this time because it's really easy to look around and say, well, I miss my friends and I miss going to restaurants and I miss going to concerts. and but focusing on those things that you are grateful for can flip the switch in the mind. So, you know, maybe a, um, you could take an old pasta, pasta sauce jar and let the kids decorate it. And every day, everyone writes what they're grateful for and put it in the gratitude jar, having something like that in your house. And then these other tools are really great. You know, when the kids need or you have have spun up a little bit in your head and you're stuck that's what all of us are doing lately is we get to a certain point where we're not sure when all of this is going to end and we start going into fear which is false expectations appearing real right we can create all of this stuff in our head so ground yourself feel your feet on your ground on the ground 
feel your big toes on the ground. Like the ground is, you know, it, that's why it's called the ground. It's grounding. The, the gravity is going to give you just that find yourself in the moment. So yeah. those, you know, those are things that you, you can pull in for yourself or when your kids are getting, you know, scared or worried or anxious or, you know, before bed. Yes. doing some breathing. I've been telling my parents too, um, don't wait for your kids to show you with their behavior or uh, that they're really worked up. Like it's okay to practice when not everybody isn't uh, freaked out too. You know, many right. people use their faith and prayer in a way that isn't always about praying for a time that's really stressful. Sometimes they just do that as part of their routine. And mindfulness right. and gratitude and meditation, I think too, can be part of your daily practice, whether it's a whole lot or a little. That way yeah. you know how to seek it in the same way you do for some people with their faith. Can yeah, it's not reactive. It's, yeah. it's just part of your day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so it can be like, and I always, I always think that people, you know, especially for those parents who are interested in this, try not to go jump on the internet and go find a bunch of stuff. Cause that's when it, that's when it gets overwhelming. It's like going on Etsy to look for a painting of a tree. And then there's 5 million across the whole world. Like it's like that with anything on the internet. So, you know, just maybe focus on a couple simple things. And then if you get interested, there's some great resources out there, but it also can get overwhelming. We're like, Oh, I need to be doing this with my kids and I need to be doing this and this. And then you start to feel like a failure as a parent. And that's, complete opposite so just taking things slow maybe picking one like you said like he's like wow I'm visual so maybe see which one of these works and and start practicing it for yourself because kids always recognize authenticity and if you're not doing it yourself and then all of a sudden you're telling you know them to do it well why don't you take a deep breath mom you know that kind of thing and some of my parents will tell me that they find that when they start to model it they notice their kids will say take a deep breath you know they you know the more that your model your, our kids are paying so much attention to how we're coping and I think I spoke with one of the um, psychologists that we have on our podcast when we talked about our goal isn't that our kids don't see that we're not afraid or that we're not stressed out it's that they're watching how we're coping right and modeling after that so um, so I love these techniques and I'm wondering if um, if parents want to do more or they love this or they want to figure out um, some other resources or they want to take take a class where you are are you guys doing virtual classes we're kind of doing them on demand. We're, you know, we're doing a lot of free classes. I did one, uh, like a virtual play group class. I'm doing one for the North Carolina Girl Scouts, um, doing some for some teachers. So we're really, we just want to be a resource for the community. We don't really have anything that, um, you know, that you have to pay for. It's kind of more, if you need us, we're here. Um, and doing things as they come up. We're, we're happy to do family yoga and those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, say there's, um, there's lots of fun things on YouTube, kids yoga stuff. There's, I know there's a, um, it's called Cosmic Kids and they have some fun little things, you know, to get the, if you were looking to get the kids moving. Um, but as far as, you know, there's, there's so many mindfulness activities and tools out there, you know, Pinterest is a great place to look for some mindfulness, um, um, activities. And the other one we had talked about before, which parents, you probably remember playing a game like this at some point is we call it detective where you just get, you know, if you have little kids, you could even do it, you know, with preschoolers, get five items like, you know, a bracelet, a pencil, a paperclip, a stuffed animal, that kind of thing. And you tell them to look at it and take a picture with their, with their brain. And then I always have them get into child's pose, but you can have them turn around and close their eyes. You take one thing away, they come back and they 
try to figure out what's gone. And what will happen a lot of times, especially when you play with a big group of kids, you'll see that there are a few whose brains just work that way. They immediately are like, oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. And the other kids are getting kind of frustrated. But then over time, their brains start to slow down. And then they're like, okay, it's like, you, it's like you, it brings you to a, a slower pace of mind spinning. You know, it's just like you're slowing down. All you're doing is looking, is it the cotton ball? Is it, I mean, you can do this with your teens and start taking away, put, put like 20 things out, start by taking away one thing then take away two things. It's a great, just very easy mind clearing kind of game. I love that. I think yeah. so much of the, I mean, I don't know what you're most grateful for, for what's happening right now, but the slowing down part, even though it's not what a lot of people want to be doing has been yeah. such a rich gift, you know? And then I think to your point, people don't really know what to do with that slow, right? And yeah. So, <laughs> so figuring out some things to fill it with. And my other thought might be too, although this isn't really slowed everybody's boat too, might be to journal what this time is like in, in any way, even for young kids with pictures, because this will be a moment in time for all of us to recognize how we showed up, what it was like for us and remembering how it felt, I think also could be a beautiful way to do it as a family. Definitely. And I've been telling my kids, I mean, you know, 50 years from now, they are going to be little historians. I mean, they'll be the, the generation that lived through coronavirus and they will have so much needed information. And so, you know, it's great to write all of that down because it's going to, you know, be, it is part of our history, but it'll be definitely helpful for, for future generations. Tell me any parting thoughts you have. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I'm so grateful for your moments today. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Well, um, there is a quote that I read, and I, I, I don't have the author, so I'll have to say anonymous, but I'm sure we could find it if we looked really hard. But it says, when little people are overwhelmed by big emotions, it is our job to share our calm, not join their chaos. So, and and, you know, and again, Whenever I'm teaching these things to parents, I always say, I'm in the same boat as you. I might have the oars every once in a while because I did a training or I did, but, you know, I lose my calm. I, you know, I spin up in my mind. I have to, you know, so there's no, there's no um, end game when it comes to this. That's why we call mindfulness a practice. Yoga is a practice because there's no finish line. You know, there's just always more to kind of dig in. So hopefully some of these things will help with your families. I'm confident they will. And knowing that some of our families can't get an A in yoga or mindfulness will probably give them great relief. Yes. Just ongoing. Thank sure. you. Super. I so, so love this. This is awesome. I'm, I really want to get one of the bowls. We should yeah. on Amazon. I could just, yeah, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Amazon. Oh, and the other thing is if you, we were talking about sounds, there's a beautiful instrument called the tambora. So if you, um, I want to make sure that I, uh, spell it right. It's T A M B O U R A. And it sounds just very, You know, so so if you didn't have a singing bowl, you just could play that on your phone or, or something and just use that sound. So we, we you can be really creative with the di you know the different ways that you do this based on stuff you have in the house. You really want the bowl. I know. The bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for all you're thank doing you for your families. They're so lucky to have you and thank you for putting this together for them. Appreciate your time so very much. Be safe, okay? Stay yeah, home. You too.
<laughs> Take care. Yeah.